0: Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Dapper Dividends number 67 on this Black Friday, November 27th, 2020. That's right. I am back. Back. we home Chicago from Viva Las Vegas. Had a good time in Las Vegas with my wife and my children, my two daughters. We were pretty much on the strip the entire time for the three nights and four days that we were in The city of sin. And I would sum up the trip in one phraseology that I saw on a shirt in a souvenir shop that we were inside of, and it said, doobies and boobies, Las Vegas, Nevada. Man, that place stunk like weed. It was everywhere. And maybe I'm just getting older, but some of these young kids seem pretty damn inconsiderate it's one thing if if it's cigarette smoke. I, I would be behaving the same way. There were people, mostly young kids, they were standing by doorways that people were walking with kids in and out just smoking weed, blowing the smoke. It's going right, right in crowds of people's faces as they're walking. Could care less. Not even giving people uh, four or five feet away. And what are you going to do? You can't control it. You can only control how you react to it. I don't get worked up. Uh, We were there and we were having a good time, didn't ruin our time. That's like I'd say to you, man, is the world happening to you or are you happening or are, let me enunciate that just a little bit better, is the world happening to you or are you happening to the world? That is something that, you know, you can't control. I couldn't control it. I'm not going to make... I'm not, what would I possibly say to somebody that's doing that would make them say, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't care. Just walk by it and it's over, over and done with. Wanted to tell you, I did receive dividends today from Starbucks, ticker symbol S B U X. The S box received in all four accounts, my taxable, my SDIRA. And then in both of my daughter's accounts, they both have Starbucks. So We're getting paid from Starbucks as a family. How awesome is that? Good stuff going on. So, I did get dividends from Starbucks. I did buy a share of Pepsi today. I forgot the market closed early and I set my share when I woke up to buy my share of Pepsi. And then I was going to wait till the market was a little closer to being closed before I bought another share. Stupid me. I'm not stupid enough, but I forgot. I did forget that the market was closing early on account of it being Black Friday and the day after the holiday, so whatever. That's okay. I'll just have to buy more on Monday because as we know, it's gonna be open. There's gonna be more opportunities. It's gonna be just fine. And instead, I'm going to talk to you about Vegas since I just came from there. Now, I will be going more in depth on this I'm going to record tomorrow and probably have it up by Sunday. We are having Thanksgiving dinner with my my family, my wife's family, um, tomorrow night, which is Saturday. So we'll see how that goes. So how do you invest in Vegas? There's really four channels that I see. And if you've ever wanted to know how to invest in Vegas, you may already do it. You may think you know, but I have a few different pathways. that It isn't everything, but I picked there's four different channels that I see of investing into Las Vegas slash gaming, and I'm going to tell you about them right here. So the there's four ways, and the four ways are through the casino organizations themselves, through the REITs that own the properties that the casinos operate inside of. You have your gaming companies through the companies that make the games that the casinos buy and use inside of the casinos. And then the last and final way is ETFs. So we're going to st- start it off. We're going to kick it off with the casino organizations. Now, I just picked a few. They, there is quite a bit, and you can do your own research. But this is basically just to get the ball rolling, get something on your radar, let you know how it works, You know what, what are some of the different ways of going about this if you wanted to invest into some gambling stocks some gaming stocks some sin stocks yes they call them first one up is ticker symbol mgm i had to we were at an mgm at the flamingo and mgm resorts international is a holding company that owns and operates casino resorts did i say casino let's start that over MGM Resorts International is a holding company that owns and operates casino resorts domestically and MGM China. The domestic resorts consist of non-gaming operations, including hotel, food and beverage, entertainment, and other non-gaming amenities. Its casino operations feature a range of slots, table games. <laughs> My wife have a joke about the slots being loose. A lot of loose slots in that casino. Got to be careful. Make sure you have your wedding ring on. Its casino operations feature a range of slots, table games, and race and sportsbook wagering. Its MGM China's operations consist of the MGM Macau Resort and Casino and the development of an integrated casino, hotel, and entertainment resort on the Koh tai Strip in Macau. They also own Prim Valley Golf Club at the California-Nevada State Line and Fallen Oak Golf Course in Saucier, Mississippi, among others. MGM is big, vast. They're all over the place. They own many of the casinos that we went to. Funny, toward the south end of the Strip, they own four casinos all right in a row. They own the Luxor. I didn't want to start with Luxor. I want to start with the MGM Grand. Of course, they own MGM Grand. Then right across the Strip is the Mandalay Bay, which is a massive casino hotel. Then just to the north of that is Luxor, and to the north of that is the Excalibur, and actually right across from Excalibur is the New York, New York Hotel. So all those they own, and they do not operate. So they operate, but they don't own, as I'll get to that. You'll see I I mixed that up backwards. And MGM had been paying $0.52 a share per quarter, but they cut their dividend to a microscopic penny a year after the pandemic hit. So a lot of these companies, you're going to see it's a theme. They cut their dividend. they, And with good reason. There are companies that lost up to 95% of their revenue after the pandemic hit. I mean, what are they supposed to do? It was completely unprecedented. Something they couldn't have predicted something out of left field. Do you know where that comes from, left field? In the game of baseball, if somebody is running from third base to home plate and the ball was hit into left field, well, they're running and they can't see what's happening. They can't see where the ball's coming from. So if they can look, they could see right field, but they can always see what's going on in right field, but the runner cannot look behind them and see what's going on in left field. So that's where that comes from out of left field, meaning you don't know what was coming. So that's MGM like them. <clears throat> Next up is Caesars Entertainment, ticker symbol CZR. Caesars Entertainment operates as a casino entertainment company in the United States and operates resorts primarily under the Caesars, Harrah's Horseshoe and El Dorado brand names. They were founded in 1937 based in Reno, Nevada, and operates the gaming facilities Harrah's Rio, Caesars Palace, the Flamingo, and others. So they currently do not pay a dividend, and right now they are trading near their all-time high. Honestly, I would stay away. I would wait for a dip. I'm obviously a dividend investor, so right away I'm turned off by them not paying a dividend because I just love getting that income. Especially when they're down. Yes, MGM cut and it sucks, but they're paying a penny a year, which I think was 0.002 cents per share. You know, what are you gonna do? Things will stabilize and come back eventually, and I'm confident of that. And and if you get in now, I I don't know. I'd probably just stay out. I I I think I would just stay out of out of some of those. The non-dividend paying ones at least for, um, for the time being. Next up, ticker symbol LVS, Las Vegas Sands Corp. Didn't really see many. We did stand in the spot where the Rat Pack stood, where the Sands used to be, the Venetian is now, and they have a cool little placard and some a uh, exact spot where the uh, Peter Sellers and Sammy Davis and where all the Rat packs stood in that very famous picture of the Sands behind them, which was torn down in uh, 1996, November 26th, 1996. Yeah, can hear my throat getting a little little dry. Uh, next up is, ticker symbol LVS, as I said, Las Vegas Sands. They develop a destined <laughs> – let me start that over. Las Vegas <laughs> – Las Vegas Sands is a developer of destination properties that feature accommodations, gaming, entertainment, and retail, convention, and exhibition facilities. I need to turn my paper over. <laughs> I wasn't going to do the show tonight because it's late and I'm tired. I say that a lot. I should just call the show It's Late and I'm Tired. They, uh, Gaming and... Uh, Gaming, entertainment, retail, convention, and exhibition facilities. Now we're back on track. Celebrity chef restaurants and other amenities. The company owns and operates integrated resorts in Asia and the United States. The company's principal operating and development oper- activities occur in three geographic areas. Macau. Actually, I unless they spelled it differently, it is Macau, Singapore, and the United States. They operate the Venetian and Palazzo in both Las Vegas and Macau. Obviously, they own the property still. They tore down the sands and they put up the Venetian, which is just beautiful. They have the gondoliers inside. It looks like you're in Italy. They have the streets of Venice You with shops. Beautiful. The ceiling looks like the sky. If you haven't been, beautiful. Now, they had been increasing their dividend for at least eight years and were last at $3.08 a share until the pandemic hit. Just like many of the casinos and hotels, they lost revenue of over 90% and obviously had to take drastic measures. So Las Vegas Sands cut the dividend completely, but I would look for that to be reinstated when the pandemic is under control and some semblance of normalcy returns. Their dividend was pretty nice and pretty steady up until the pandemic. This damn thing just rocked a lot of companies when it came out of left field. They're one I wouldn't mind getting into. They're still, I think they have some room up and uh, you're getting in early. They're probably going to bring back the dividend when a year from now, I would imagine when this is under control and win ticker symbol W Y N N win resorts is a developer owner and operator of destination casino resorts with a range of amenities, including dining outlets, retail offerings. Entertainment theaters and meeting complexes in Macau and Las Vegas. The company's Macau operations include Wynn Macau and Wynn Palace. The company's Las Vegas operations include Wynn Las Vegas. And they are constructing Wynn Boston Harbor, which is a casino that will be in Everett, Massachusetts. I have never been to Massachusetts. I didn't look on a map and I have no no clue how close the Everett, Massachusetts is to the Boston Harbor. If it's anything like Chicago, O'Hare Airport is pretty far from downtown Chicago, but it works. Now, Wynn had been paying a choppy dividend since 2017. They would be up and then down. They had been increasing it since 2017, an average of 38%, kind of unsustainable. They, like many others, though, they, they cut the dividend after the pandemic hit and to date, the stock is down 27% year to date. They might not be a bad play to get in early, strong. They were flying before. I remember when they were way up, way up in the 160s, 70s, they took a big hit. They lost 90, 97% of their revenue. That's why they eliminated the dividend, and you cannot blame Wynn for doing that. Two other notable ones that you could put on your list. I didn't go into depth because I I got to stop somewhere. I could just keep going. Our PEN PEN Gaming ticker symbol P E N N and Boyd Gaming ticker symbol B Y D. Definitely take a look into those and see what you think if you're if you're interested. Neither of those paid a dividend, I believe, if I if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so those are some of the operators. Next, we have the casino REITs. Now, in in my opinion, these are a safer play when you're looking for dividends within the casino, the gaming, the the gambling space. And remember that REITs must distribute 90% of net income to qualify as a REIT. Now, there's many other, if you want to have a good REIT sometime, maybe I should cover this once, is to... Look at the REIT test that the REITs constantly have to pass. There is a litany of criteria that they have to meet in order to receive that favorable designation and tax treatment as a REIT. And if they miss that, then they will be designated as a corporation and they will be forced to pay higher taxes and corporate income taxes, which they don't want to do. So here's some of the REITs. And this is one that I did buy. I did buy ticker symbol MGP. MGM Growth Properties is one of the leading publicly traded real estate investment trusts engaged in the acquisition, ownership, and leasing of large scale destination entertainment and leisure resorts that include gaming, casino gaming, hotel, convention, dining, entertainment, and retail offerings. MGP currently owns a portfolio of properties consisting of 11 premier destination resorts in Las Vegas and elsewhere across the United States. As of December 31st, 2017, these properties collectively comprise approximately 27,500 hotel rooms, 2.7 million convention square footage, 150 retail outlets, 300 food and beverage outlets and 20 entertainment venues. As a growth-oriented public real estate entity, MGM expects its relationship with MGM Resorts and other entertainment providers to attractively position MGP for the acquisition of additional properties across the entertainment, hospitality, and leisure industries. That is a mouthful. Yes, I copied and pasted that. You can tell, but I don't care. It gets the the message across. I'm not going to reword it. You get the point. Now, basically, what this means is that MGP is an umbrella partnership, real estate investment trust, or an upreit, U-P-R-E-I-T. Instead of selling property, an owner can contribute it to an upreit in exchange for units which generally have the same value as the contributed property. Think of it this way. MGP owns the real estate that MGM operates within. It could be a little confusing that they do this, but they don't have to focus. MGM just focuses on their brand, their product. They don't have to focus on acquiring land, developing land, capital improvements. I, I read the, while we were on the plane, I read the last 2019 annual report for MGP. And that is one of the stipulations. So MGM has a very strong presence. They own all of the class B shares, which gives them a non-controlling interest in the financial statements. And they also, so there is the a partnership. There is the MGM... MGP lease partnership. It gets a little confusing, a little in the weeds. There is there's an operating, so as an as a it's watch me try and explain this. As a upreit, the MGP, they own the they're all their subsidiaries within. And MGM is just able to focus on their business and mgp owns the real estate and basically mgm pays rent to uh to mgp if that makes sense so mgm basically spun it off and became a majority majority i guess majority holder in mgp and they pay rent to mgp so with that said, MGM controls 63.7% of the partnership units, which gives them a non-controlling interest, as I said in the financial statements. MGP controls the remaining 37 point whatever percent that they are the minority in the partnership there. It can be confusing. It can present a conflict of interest and it's definitely something that i'm still trying to digest i'm not an expert i my god <laughs> my, my god i'm a construction worker and a welder if i were to talk like this around the guys they'd be lost but you're not lost because this is this is what i love about acquiring knowledge anybody can learn this anybody can learn anything you put your mind to a couple of things i did see in the in the annual report was that they have built-in contractual escalators and the acquisitions have a 77.5% cash growth since they IPO'd in 2016 for the tenants there is a 2% escalator until rent escalator until 2024 and after that the escalation is based on the tenants adjusted net revenue to rent ratio which is built in to pace inflation now they do pay. Now, the reason they do that is to pace inflation. As I said, it's it's just, it's very nice. I, I really liked seeing that, that they account for future inflation. They don't have to worry about it. There's contractual rent escalators that are agreed upon. I think that's really cool. And because of these things like that, they pay a dividend that currently is yielding 6.38%, and they've increased it nine times out of the 15 dividends paid. Now I would take that with a grain of salt and on the video I'm going to show that, now it's funny, if you're getting a little inside baseball here, I'm reading what I'm going to talk about on my YouTube video so you can check that out. When it comes out, they, um, as I said, take it with a grain of salt because they boast, as I'm going to show a screenshot, that they have higher rent coverage and dividend yield than realty income. Now, Realty Income has done this for many, many decades while MGP essentially is the new kid on the block, but it is encouraging nevertheless, and they have not cut the dividend as of yet. And I think we're out of the woods with vaccines on the horizon. I think MGP made it, which is really, really amazing. And I'm happy to be a brand new investor. And I did buy them When I was inside of the (laughs) New York, New York, not going to sing it. Not going to do it. Next one up of the REITs is ticker symbol V-I-C-I. I I want to, I'm going to call it Vici for the purposes of this. (laughs) Vici Properties was formed as part of the Chapter 11 bankruptcy reorganization of Caesars Entertainment Operating Company or SIAC, SIAC the largest division of Caesars Entertainment. After placing SIAC into bankruptcy, in January of 2015, Caesars proposed splitting into two companies, a REIT, which would own the company's casinos, and an operating company, which would manage them. Kind of shenanigans. Some, some senators f- cried foul, but the SEC allowed it. They got away with it, and that's basically what happened. So Caesars went into bankruptcy, And they split into two companies. So much like with MGP, Caesars is the operator and Vici Properties is the owner. My little blurb here now. Checking my time. I might have to stop this. We're going to go long. Going long tonight. Vici Properties Incorporated is primarily engaged in the business of owning, acquiring, and leasing of real estate assets across gaming hospitality, entertainment, and leisure destinations. It operates through two segments, real property business and golf course business, and consists of approximately 28 gaming facilities, chiefly naming the Caesars that we have in various states, Harrah's and Horseshoe Brands. Across approximately 47 million square feet, its properties are located in nine states. Containing approximately 18,000 hotel rooms and features more than 200 restaurants, bars, and nightclubs. Its portfolio also includes approximately 34 acres of undeveloped land adjacent to the strip that is leased to Caesars. Now, I didn't notice that. I was just there and I wasn't looking for it, but I didn't notice it when we were walking by Caesars. And the company also owns and operates four championship golf courses located near its properties, which are in close proximity to the Las Vegas Strip. And here the <clears throat> paper, like Johnny Carson. And they have been paying a dividend for over two years now and have an increase of 17% for current annual yield of 5.18%, or $1.32 annually. I need a sip of water. Give me a moment here. That's Vici. They looked good, but when I looked into the little cost comparison out of all these, I I just felt better about MGP, so I went with MGP. And then next up is GLPI, ticker symbol. Gaming and Leisure Properties, Inc. They are a self-administered and self-managed Pennsylvania REIT. The company is engaged in the business of acquiring, financing, and owning real estate property to be leased to gaming operators in triple net lease agreements. The company has 41 rental properties consisting of the real property associated with the 32 gaming and related facilities operated by Penn National Gaming, Inc. <clears throat> so there's that tie into Penn. The real property associated with five gaming and related facilities operated by El Dorado, Uh, Real property associated with three gaming and related facilities operated by Boyd. And the real property associated with the Casino Queen in East St. Louis, Illinois. So there we go. So real interesting how all this works. In the first instance, we have MGM. They rent from MGP. The next instance, we have Caesars. They rent from VICI, who owns the property. And here we see GLPI owns different property and operators inside of it are Penn and Boyd and Casino Queen, but chiefly Penn and Boyd. So see how that ties in the casino operator. The only one that isn't showing up here is Wynn. And if they did, I missed it. But I think Win is just Wynn. They own, I believe, everything. <clears throat> Good question. I should have looked that up. I can't catch everything, people. So you could see, out of all the four I mentioned was everyone except Las Vegas Sands. Man, getting this. Uh, They do, so this is GLPI. They do pay a (laughs) small, this is really great, huh? Woo! They pay a small dividend of $0.11 USD. Now that was cut from $0.67 in April of 2020 in the wake of the pandemic. It's just what happens. It's There was so many companies that cut. They did what they have to do. The survival of the business is, is first and foremost, and it sucks for the dividend investors. But damn it, one day they're going to come back. We're going to come back, and I'm going to come back and get to the last two segments. I take a little bit of a break right here. Okay, so the next up, I have the game manufacturers. Two of them I got for you. These are the people. So first we went over the casino organizations, and then we went over the REITs that the casinos organize, or they don't organize, that they operate inside of. As the REITs own the property, they acquire the property, they maintain the property. And then the brand operates inside. So now we have the games. Who are some of the companies that make the games that these casinos are using, the table games? First up is ticker symbol SGMS. Got my little little bit for you here. Scientific Games Corporation is a developer of technology-based products and services for the gaming lottery and interactive gaming industries. Its portfolio includes gaming machines and game content, Casino management systems, table game products and services, instant and draw-based lottery games, your scratchers, server-based gaming and lottery systems, sports betting technology, lottery content and services, loyalty and rewards programs, interactive gaming, and social casino solutions. That is a mouthful there. They do it all. They're in the lottery They are into interactive gaming. They build the games. They got the software. They they are into it. They also design, develop, manufacture, market, and distribute a portfolio of gaming products and services. Their lottery segment consists of its systems-based services and product sales business and its instant games business. Its interactive business segment includes social which is non-wagering gaming and interactive real money gaming. <clears throat> I apologize for that. Its games are available on Facebook, Amazon.com, the Apple App Store, and Android app on Google Play. I honestly was not that familiar with SGMS before. Holy cow, they are they have their tentacles in everything. Are you kidding me? They are from the casino floor. <laughs> The casino floor to sports betting to lottery to the instant scratch off games to the machines that you buy from really impressed. I was really, really impressed with service games, uh, uh, not service games, with scientific games. And again, during the height, so service games did even pay a dividend which was really interesting. I I honestly was not aware of them as a dividend company, as a dividend player, but they are. And during the height of the pandemic, they dropped to three... To... Listen to me. Listen to me. You know why I sounded confused? Because they're not. I got papers here, people. I got four double-sided papers, and I didn't turn my other paper. And I sounded confused because I was thinking you know, I don't remember them paying a dividend in my research, but hey, it is late. It's been a long, fun week and a long day. but, yeah, I was completely wrong. they They don't. So, as you were, I wasn't aware of them as a dividend player, payer, and player because they aren't, and they weren't. maybe one day, but that day is not today. And during the height of the pandemic sell-off, they dropped to they dropped to three dollars and seventy six cents a share. Now they do not pay a dividend, but they are incredibly integrated into many segments of the gaming and gambling universe. I almost got it. I could have, I should have not read that they don't pay a dividend. Because I just told you they don't pay a dividend. And they don't pay a dividend. I just told you they don't pay a dividend. All right, people, you ready? <clears throat> Moving along. IGT, ticker symbol, IGT, International Game Technology is an end-to-end gaming company engaged in operating and providing an integrated portfolio of technology products and services across various gaming markets, including lottery management services, online and instant lotteries, electronic gaming machines, sports betting, interactive gaming, and commercial services. So they're much the same as uh, scientific games as SGMS its segments are North America Gaming and Interactive, or NAGI, cute little acronym, NAGI, North America Lottery, International, and Italy. I don't understand why they differentiate those two. Wouldn't it just be International? I don't understand, but they do, so I read it. Uh, North American Gaming and Interactive dev- develops and delivers games, systems, and solutions for land-based casinos, interactive for wager online play, And the Double Down Casino free to play social casino app. The North America Lottery segment develops and delivers lottery solutions. The International segment delivers end to end solutions across all channels and regulated gaming segments. The Italy segment, the Italia segment operates and provides a range of business to consumer or B2C gaming products. They're very similar to SGMS, they're entrenched with almost every aspect of the gambling strata and gaming strata, just like SGMS. But here's the kicker. They were a dividend payer, unlike SGMS, and they had been paying a stable annual dividend of 80 cents. They didn't really grow it. It looked like they had grown it five years ago, and then they were at 80 cents, just flat, but paying it. And after their last payment, which was on March 31st, 2020, They cut it completely like many other companies did. You know, there's somebody that you may want to take a look at. Ticker symbol IGT. Very interesting stuff. Now we are into the very last but not least. These are for all you hands-off investors that, that just want it all are the ETFs. You will pay an expense ratio to have someone else do the heavy lifting and rebalancing of the portfolios. For you, all that managing isn't free, but you still receive exposure to the industry, and it's just minimal effort on your part. You don't have to be a lunatic looking through annual reports and and reading uh, reading reports and and charts and graphs and numbers like like I I get a kick out of doing. The first one up is the big one. I I almost invested in this, but I just couldn't because of the expense ratio. I I hate paying. Expense ratios when I don't have to. Is ticker symbol BJK. Funny, like blackjack. Is the Eck Vectors Gaming ETF. Is an exchange-traded fund launched and managed by Vanek Associates Corporation. The fund invests in public equity markets globally. It invests in stocks of companies operating across consumer discretionary, consumer services, hotels, restaurants and leisure, casinos and gaming, gaming operations online gaming operations lottery bingo bookie and other gaming operations racetrack betting and gaming operations sectors if it's gaming and gambling they're covering it they are tracking it the fund invests in growth and value stocks of companies across diversified market caps it seeks to track the performance of the MVIS Global Gaming Index, which I didn't know what that was. We'll get to it in a second by using the full replication technique. And the Vanek Vectors ETF was formed on January 22nd, 2008, and is domiciled in the United States of America. This is a big one. This is an ETF. They have a bevy of holdings inside the ETF. And I'm going to pull up right here. Just give me one second. I wasn't going to do this, but I still have the screenshot right here. So this will be easy. I can, I'm can. i going to show this tomorrow on YouTube, but they have companies that are not publicly traded that they invest in Foreign companies that they invest in as so their their top two holdings of the the ETF. If you don't know, an ETF is is a basket of stocks, kind of like a mutual fund, but it is pr- pretty much like a mutual fund. So it's just a basket of stocks that the Van Eck picked. Uh, actually, they didn't because they they're tracking this ticker symbol. It's not a ticker symbol. I guess it is. It's an MV. IS Gaming Index, and there it's a mirror. It mirrors that, and the top two holdings are Flutter Entertainment PLC and Galaxy Entertainment Group. The ticker symbols you would know, and I will go down by the percent of the net assets, is the LVS, Las Vegas Sands, DraftKings, ticker symbol DKNG, MGM Resorts, ticker symbol MGM, there's VICI, C Z R, we've gone over all of these except DraftKings, Penn National Gaming, Ticker Symbol, P-E-N-N, G L P I, Win, uh Churchill Downs is in there. Uh, MLCO is Melco Resorts and Entertainment. I didn't include them. And MGP, those are some of the top ones. Everything that I talked about is in here. Instead of trying to pick all those individually, you can just own those all as. One basket, just buy the BJK ETF. You will pay a small expense ratio of 0.66%, which is good. Now, if you don't know, the ideally, the agreed upon sweet spot from a lot of investors for an ETF's expense ratio is 0.50 to 0.75%. They're right there. Now, I was talking about the MVIS. So the index tracks the performance of the largest and most liquid companies that generate at least 50% of their revenues from global gaming and company weightings and are capped at, let me start that over. They Companies that they track have to generate at least 50% of their revenues from global gaming and they weight the companies, uh, their weightings within the ETF are at 8% and Flutter Entertainment is right at 8% percent as I see. And again, the pure play index contains only companies which are engaged primarily in casino and casino hotels, sport betting, uh, including internet gambling and racetracks and lottery services, as well as gaming services, gaming technology, and gaming equipment. They do have that 0.66% expense expense ratio, which you pay for, and they do pay an annual distribution with the ex-dividend date being around the 18th to 23rd of December. And in 2018, they paid out $1.13, 2019, $1.23. So you're hearing this, check out the BJK ETF. You have time to get in it, to win it, to get that distribution if you so would choose to uh, want to be in it. All righty, next up, moving along. Rocking and rolling, this is going to be a long one. You wanted a long one, Mike, you got a long one. And this is going to be a long YouTube video too, but uh, I do a lot more editing in that, so it it probably will be shorter. Sorry. (laughs) Next up is BETS, the BETS ETF, ticker symbol BETZ, which is the Roundhill Sports Betting and iGaming ETF that's designed to offer retail and institutional investors exposure to sports betting and gaming industries by providing investment results that closely correspond For fees and expenses to the performance of the Roundhill Sports Betting and iGaming Index. So, the Roundhill, they, the B, the Van Eck, BJK, they track, they mirror the MVIS Gaming Index. Roundhill, very similar. They started their own and they mirror their own Roundhill Sports Betting and iGaming Index. Now, The Roundhill Sports Betting and iGaming Index is the first index globally designed to track the performance of the sports betting and iGaming industry. The index consists of a tiered weight portfolio of globally listed companies who are actively involved in the sports betting and iGaming industry. This classification includes companies that operate in-person and or online sports books, companies that operate online internet gambling platforms, and companies that provide infrastructure or technology to such companies. It is, again, a mouthful, but I needed to get that all in there. It's very important and critical. Again, they have many of the usual suspects at, that I talked about in the BJK ETF. They, though they are more heavily weighted towards the sports book and iGaming segments of the gambling industry and their heaviest weighting, is DraftKings, which is big and blowing up. They are not as weighted to the casinos, though they do have them. They are again, if it's sports books, online iGaming, that's what the bets is. The bets ETF is more geared toward. They don't pay a distribution, and I couldn't find any information if they will ever intend to do so. So that one is buy it and hold it, and write it up. Hey, now a special bonus while I was on their website. I did see that Roundhill has the NERD ETF, ticker symbol N-E-R-D, which you can invest in. Uh, This is the Roundhill Bitcraft eSports and Digital Entertainment ETF, or NERD, which is designed to offer retail investors, retail and institutional investors, exposure to eSports and digital entertainment by providing investment results that closely correspond before fees and expenses to the performance of the Roundhill Bitcraft eSports Index. So they have their own index. And this is something I will say I don't know about, why they have to have an index to mirror. If anybody knows, please let me know. Otherwise, I'll just have to look that up. And the Roundhill Bitcraft, uh, this eSports index, which I got a kick out of, it's the first uh, rules-based index designed to track the performance of the growing market of electronic sports, which is also called eSports. The index consists of a modified, equal-weighted portfolio of globally listed companies who are actively involved in the competitive video gaming industry. This classification includes, but is not limited to, Video game publishers, streaming network operators, video game tournament, and league owners and operators, competitive team owners, and hardware companies. Esports is huge. At the Luxor, next to the Luxor, they have an esports arena. If you haven't seen this, go to YouTube, type in esports championship. It's crazy. It's people playing video games and people in the stands watching and going crazy. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's really crazy. It's cray-cray. And the last one is the ticker symbol NETL, the Fundamental Income Net Lease uh, ETF. Uh, They are specialty real estate funds. They invest primarily in real estate trusts, which are REITs, obviously. Uh, They are all over the place. They're not focused only in gaming. They have uh, apartment, factory outlet, healthcare, hotel, industrial, mortgage, office, and shopping center REITs. Some funds in this category also invest in real estate operating companies. This fund was created only in 2019, in March 21st of 19, and they have an expense ratio of 0.60%. Now, the reason I put this on there is A, I found it interesting. B, they do hold some, just a few. They hold my MGP, they hold GLPI, which we talked about both of those. But they also hold IIPR, which is a very popular cannabis play. And they own S T-O-R, Ticker Symbol N-N-N, WPC, WP carry, and the big one everybody loved. Well, they also own Stag in S T A G, and then Realty Income. So for this one, you could get, you could hold it and I'm not going to go over it. Type in ticker symbol N E T L Holdings if you want to see everything in that. And now you're aware of it and you weren't before. Now they do pay a dividend and the ex-dividend date is December 29th, 2020. They have not declared what the distribution will be yet. And the way that these work, I would like to point out is that their dividend or distribution is paid to them by the constituents and then they distribute that to the shareholders. So they have no control over what what they're going to pay out. They can only pay out what they receive. So when you look at their history, you'll see it's a bit choppy. And that's how some of these ETFs that pay a dis they don't call it a dividend. They call it a distribution because they receive the money from the, the underlying constituents, and then they skim a little off the top with their dis- their expense ratio, and then they have one lump payout. Now, if some of their holdings cut the dividend or don't pay a dividend, that's obviously going to decrease it. So they don't, the fund is not responsible for that. They will only pay out what they receive. That is why some of the ETFs, their distributions have taken a hit. But just to give you a little flavor, their last two quarter, they do pay quarterly. Their last two quarterly dividends were 0.2792 and 0.278, 27 cents. Now, one thing, they do have a very low volume. They don't trade a lot. So liquidity could be a bit of a concern. But if you're hands off, and you're buying and holding for a long period, you should be fine. I think this, this, uh, with companies like realty income and stag, uh, and MGP and, uh, stores S T O R you're good. And that's it. So I bought MGP because I'm a dividend growth investor. And this just out of all of them, out of all the ways to invest in Las Vegas that I looked and gambling and the gaming industry, MGP just looked the strongest, maybe not the most exciting, but to me as a dividend growth investor, they looked the best. I really liked what I saw when I read on their site. You can go on their website, uh, MG, M Growth Partners, just type in uh, MGP website. And yeah, but you know, like anything, all of them are risky. And I figured I'd take a gamble, uh, at least on a company that I determined to be a good payer. They survived without a cut so far from the the pandemic. And when it's firmly under control, I fully expect them to, Hey, keep going onward and upward. And stocks will always, always, um, always on my mind. That's going to be the song of the show. Stocks always recover and always go up as a whole. Yes, there are companies that don't individually, but that's why we diversify. That's why we want to be diversified because if one should fall, if there should be an Enron and wake up in the morning and this company is no longer in existence, it will hurt, it will sting, but it's not going to wipe you out. It's not going to wipe out half of your portfolio or something. That's why we diversify. And I like to diversify with dividend growth companies, cash flows. You cannot, if Enron had to pay a dividend, things would have looked differently. And I just spoke before I looked because I assume they don't or didn't pay a dividend. I don't know. I'm going to look that up. It's a good theory to test. So I love you guys. Thanks for coming back and listening. This was a really long episode. I hope you got value out of it. At least, the very least, I think you'll be a much more informed investor when it comes to the gaming industry. And I've at least given you a little bit of direction that you can go on your own way. You can go your own way. And... Uh, I thought of a NoFX song they covered, Go Your Own Way. And I didn't pick a song of the show tonight. So this is fun. We're going to do it live. And I'm thinking either Pet Shop Boys, always on my mind. But I think I'm actually going to go with a song that I loved as a kid. We were in front of the Bellagio. Their lights, the fountain show is amazing. They played a song that I loved as a kid. Just fantastic. They played, um, <laughs> it's Michael Jackson, but Billie Jean. Billie Jean is not my lover. Yeah, that song, you know it. You know it. So we're going to play that. I don't care what you think. I love it. That song is a happy memory to me. And I got to relive that. I kind of felt like a kid again, standing there watching it with my family. And it was cool. The lights, the fountain, the water, being in Vegas, it was nighttime. I'm going to go put that song on for the song of the show. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, at rustyram 78 Leave me a comment. Definitely hit me up and let me know what you think. What do you invest in in the gaming industry? Or you can wait and do me a double duty favor and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dapper Dividends. And do that on, <clears throat> I'll let you know by Sunday night, it'll be up. I'm hoping to get it up by tomorrow afternoon. Cause I did a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of the screenshots and I got my script. You heard me fumble through a few times, but it's all good. I got you the information and yeah, have a good one. Check out, go to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, check out the Dapper Dividends playlist, all the songs I list on the show I put there. And my throat is shot. Uh, I should do these in the morning. It would be completely different. I love you guys. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Have a good one. Be safe out there. Peace.